Hello and welcome to Monday afternoon, President's Day, here on Colombo and Katie on 1019 and 94.1 News Talk STL. Happy President's Day. Happy President's Day. Who's your favorite? Who is my favorite president? You know, I, the standard is Abraham Lincoln. I, and that's, that's the standard. That's the boring answer, but I think it's my real answer. That's the standard. Mm-hmm. And then I would think that the second most popular answer would be George Washington. Yeah. But and I think I think Lincoln is my favorite just because of the history. B.A. All of the, I mean, the Civil War history, the fact that he was assassinated. Like, there's just so much there, there when lot, it comes to Lincoln. And revolutionary human being i would say mm-hmm. probably all of like probably the first 20 presidents are revolutionary <laughs> i would agree um but i you know that's all i always when i ask that it's either abraham lincoln george washington i did know someone that really really loved calvin coolidge okay and i was like that's i would like strange. to i would like to hear that person's um justification i'd like to hear their their reasoning the, for the being economy the economy is what they always said. I think actually Tim right. Jones really likes Calvin Coolidge too. Okay. And then I also think Chris Arps likes Roosevelt. Um, uh, no, no, no. Which one? I think Franklin D. Roosevelt. Probably not. No, it's what? Wait, who? No, no, no. It wasn't him. Maybe Teddy, but probably not Franklin. Maybe. I got to think not. about that. I got to think about that. He he always talks about one president. Maybe I got that wrong. Mm. Well. We'll talk about presidents a little bit as we go through the show. I actually have some, uh, I actually have an interesting President's Day story that I am going to tell you later on in the show today. Okay. Speaking of President's Day, I want to remind folks that we did a live stream this morning after the Vic Porcelli show. I grabbed Vic and Ken and Katie because I had written a little President's Day challenge, a little news talk STL, President's Day trivia challenge we went live on the news talk stl facebook page a little minute after the vic porcelli show this morning and you can go and check that out if mm-hmm. you didn't see it live go and check it out on the news talk stl facebook page it's a lot of fun test your knowledge test your presidential knowledge it was fun on this president's day we had a lot of people like participating, we had forty-five to fifty <laughs> comments. I mean, tons like of people. In the, yeah, mm-hmm. like during a live stream, that's that's pretty impressive. We usually get a lot of views after the live stream, but for that many people to be joining live was mm-hmm. pretty cool. So go and check that out. I uh, got a great show for you, Rob Carter, of course, who has his new show every weeknight here at eight o'clock. On News Talk STL, 8 to 10, uh, Rob is going to actually join us in studio. He joins us every Monday at 3 o'clock, and he's going to be in studio with us in a little bit. So looking forward to that. Also, Virginia Cruda, our friend who I've been worried about, literally worried about for like two weeks. Yeah. She had a rough go with COVID. She tried to do her hit last week, and she was still suffering, and we cut it short because I felt terrible and you could tell that she felt terrible Mm -hmm. but she's been working she's been writing articles at daily wire and all of that so hopefully virginia is feeling better and we will check in with her in about a half hour from now about 2 40 this afternoon uh quick uh, bit of reporting here there was an earthquake this morning did you notice did you know that i had no idea there was an earthquake a very small earthquake was reported just east of saint genevieve missouri Mm -hmm. By the USGS late Sunday night, 
So I guess it was last night, not this morning. It was recorded just over three miles northwest of Weingarten, Missouri. Hmm. At 10.38 p.m., earthquake reached a depth of 3.16 miles and was measured at a 1.9 on the Richter scale. Interesting. Yeah. That is not something that you hear often in Missouri. Earthquakes. Well, we got the we got the New Madrid fault line. Yeah, but that was. Do you remember the one we had? How this was like twenty years ago, so you might have been a kid. We had that one at like four in the morning, three or four in the morning, twenty years ago or so. Shook everybody pretty good. I don't. I don't remember that. I woke up. We were living in my old in our old townhouse back then. Mm-hmm. I literally thought somebody was like kicking the door in. Oh my gosh. And I, like, it's popped scary. out of bed, ran down the steps like I was going to go confront these people. Like, no one was there. Instinctually, you know, mm-hmm. like, just popped out of, jumped out of bed, started to run down the steps. And then, like, when I snapped out of it and came to, like, I didn't grab a gun. I didn't grab a, my bat. I didn't grab, like, I was halfway down the steps and I thought to myself, what am I going to do? What were you going to do, dummy? Fisticuffs. <laughs> What are you going to do? Run headlong into people breaking into your house? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I, I honestly. It was, it was the earthquake. I, I remember Grace waking up. She was really young. She was like a toddler. And I remember her waking up going, and she, because I remember her exactly what she said. She goes, Danny, my bed was shaking. Oh, <laughs> oh this toddler Grace. Yeah. But I don't remember any significant earthquakes in my adult life. I, I just don't. You might not have been an adult when this happened. No, I, if that was 20 years ago, I was 11. Yeah. Well, Grace is 20 now. So it's probably 17 years ago, something like that. 17, yeah. 18 years ago. I just ago. don't. That's kind of. I feel like Missouri is not notorious for earthquakes. So when you hear one happening in St. Genevieve. We do have that New Madrid fault line. Yeah, but they're not. It's not like what you hear in California. Yeah, that's true. It's not like those big earthquakes that you hear. I'm like, just waiting for the big one. Wait for that big one. Hopefully it just keeps getting these little ones. Uh, hopefully that just keep doing these 1.9ers. We'll be all right. <laughs> we'll make it. Get all pressure out. Yep. <clears throat> all right. Uh, new video captures tense exchange among teens just before the Kansas City shooting last week. So here is the latest from Kansas City. In the aftermath of the parade shooting, a recently surfaced video unveils additional details surrounding the incident. As per the footage obtained by local news outlets there in KC, several teenagers were captured engaged in a heated exchange moments before gunshots erupted, resulting in chaos that claimed the life of one woman and left 22 others injured. The video clip showed a teenager in red engaged in a heated argument with an off-camera individual during the rally held after the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl win, another teen dressed in black is observed approaching the altercation. Both figures are later seen walking away from the scene of the shooting with the individual in black exhibiting signs of injury, including blood on his face, presumably stemming from the gunfire. The footage additionally captures a young man in a brown jacket and another in a black jacket with a red beanie, who are also assumed to have been involved in the altercation. So that's the latest report. Notice anything about that report? Uh, where's skin color? Where's the description? Yeah, what's the skin of color? Of the suspects. 
There is no other description given. And this morning, I thought that Vic and Ken played a great exchange between Ann Coulter and Bill Maher that I think happened over the weekend. It certainly happened since the, the shooting last week. Where uh, Ann Coulter, who I'm not like a huge fan of or anything, but she, you know, when somebody makes a good point, they make a good point. She was, she said to Bill Maher that obviously she believes that the people involved in the shooting are black or Hispanic because if they were white, it would be reported that way. And I think she's right. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. I think that whenever she I saw this clip and I think when she said that Van Jones was I don't know if he was in shock that she said it. I don't know if he was trying to make her look like an idiot, but he did not say a word whenever she had this back and forth with Bill Maher. Bill Maher also seemed shocked that she would say something. Oh, like and this. mocked her. Yeah. Made fun of her. His audience laughed. Yeah, and she was when like, they, "Well, when they made fun of her for saying that." But she, but she went on and gave several examples of how the latest example that she gave was the transgender yeah. student who and shot the who Joel shot the kids. Steen's, yeah. Oh, and well, and the person oh, who yeah. shot up Joel Steen's church. That's true. But she was gave, reported. Yeah, not differently. <laughs> totally, and no description of that person whatsoever. But the transgender student that just shot those kids. In the elementary school, the Christian elementary school, we don't have that manifesto still. We so, know we know that Joe Biden, we reported it last week, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and many others on the left immediately after the Kansas City shooting jumped on the story. Joe Biden used it to call for the banning of AR-15s, which would not have AR-15s were not used. I mean, we don't know for sure, but. All evidence points to these were not AR-15s slung over somebody's back. These were handguns that were hidden. Um, so he said, "This is a this is a perfect this is a perfect example of why we need to ban AR-15s in this country." No, it's not. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. <laughs> they didn't have AR-15s. So we know that they will jump on the narrative and use any piece that they possibly can, even if it doesn't. Makes sense. Like the AR-15, they'll use anything they can to push their narrative. So I feel like every story that's been reported in the last several years, if this was a group of white kids or white adults, it would have been reported that way. It would have been reported. And that's not racist. This is no. This is not about. This isn't even about the race. This is about the media. Yeah. This exactly. is about the way that the media d- delivers information in this country. What yeah. is what? What's the consistent way to do it? How, how, because we right now, it there is no consistency. Well, and it, it's no consistency, and it's about protecting people that they believe should be protected even if they're criminals. I mean, it's about putting a bail of $1 for an, uh, for an illegal immigrant that just yeah, who was kicked part the, of the crap assault, out right. of a New York, New York City yeah. police officer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's about not disclosing that someone, a, a female that identified as male or male identified as female. It's about 
circling around these people that you believe are a protected class and therefore they need to be taken with with kid gloves on and sensitive when they're criminals. It so that takes yeah. precedence over everything yeah. else. Any other description you have, you are a criminal. Yeah. And whatever happens to you, whether you be black, white, Asian, Hispanic, boy, girl, non-binary, that's up to the judge and the jury. But if they, don't, you're, they don't belong to a skin color group. No. They belong to the criminal group. The criminal group is the <laughs> first yeah. faction you belong in. White, black, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. Criminal. And what's sad, though, and, and I really like that you just brought this up, that it isn't a racist thing. What's sad is that the media makes us feel guilty yeah. for pointing this out. Yeah, which is crazy. Or and other people make us feel guilty for pointing this out. It's like what what, is, is what re- are we saying that's racist? N- nothing. In fact, we're just calling out the media for inconsistent, narrative-driven, politically driven reporting. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. And Coulter, though, that is someone that is very polarizing. Yeah, for good reason. Uh-huh. There's, she's, uh, there's been plenty of things that I disagree with Ann Coulter on over the years. She also, though, famously was one of the only mainstream media personalities in 2016 that said Donald Trump was would win the presidency from the beginning. And she got laughed at. And mocked by Bill Maher. And yeah, other, that's where that started. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mocked and ridiculed. Now she doesn't like Trump. And right, well, yeah, like I don't even know if she really liked him then. She just knew. She just saw it. She saw the unpopularity of Hillary. Saw the the groundswell behind Trump. Said he would win. Got mocked and laughed at, and then he did. Yeah, that it's just interesting that I like that you just said when someone, even if it's someone you don't like, that makes a good point. You should point it out like that. She made a good point. Yeah. And with a, with an audience that isn't familiar with that exact point. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. was I mean, just think about it yourself. Do you think that if these were white gang member teenagers in Kansas City that committed this shooting, that that would be reported that way? That their their oh race gosh. would be part of the story. It would absolutely. I'm 100 percent yeah. positive it would. Oh yeah, be. or a mass shooter. If it was just a mass shooter and it was a white boy or a white girl. Yep. Interesting stuff. All right, uh, more interesting stuff. The uh, vice president and other White House staff reportedly not happy with Joe Biden and his campaign team. This is not a good look for. The president. When people, <laughs> I'll explain this in a minute, but when big name Democrats are going to Kamala Harris because she's the only one with a brain to talk to. <laughs> That's a scary sentence. In the White House, it's bad news. And this is a CNN report, mm. by the way. So uh, we will get into that. Also, the Biden administration doubling down on their. Uh, upcoming ban, essentially, on gas-powered vehicles. We will tell you that story and much, much more. South Carolina primary is this weekend, so that's heating up. Lots to talk about on a Monday afternoon here on Columbo and Katie. For podcast articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. 
Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Going to talk to Rob Carter from The Rob Carter Show in about 35 minutes at 3 o'clock. And Virginia Crude, our friend from The Daily Wire, will be joining us in just a few moments as well. Right now, diving back in here, brand new CNN report. Vice President and other White House staff reportedly not happy with Joe Biden and his campaign team. This is a this is a bad look. He's had a bad few weeks. Yeah. Well, listen to this one. All right. Uh, again, all comes from CNN report that has been going on for the last few days. There's been multiple reports uh, surrounding this situation. Uh, complaints of bedwetting and reportedly... <laughs> what? Just a term, just okay, a term, okay. just a term. Are reportedly... Frustrating top Democrats who feel like their concerns are being brushed off by the Biden campaign as they demand the president and his team, quote, need to be better. Yeah, I thought the they use the term bedwetting in the story quite a bit. And I thought that was an interesting uh, uh, phrase, editorial decision there. Holy moly. CNN first reported yesterday that Vice President Harris has been meeting with leading Democrats for some guidance on the Biden-Harris re-election effort as some members of the party who are concerned about their chances have been feeling sloughed off by the White House and the president's campaign team. Quote, the bedwetting complaints are running thin with people, one person who attended a meeting with Harris, told CNN, referring to Democratic anxiety over the 2024 election. Quote, the West Wing and the campaign need to be better, unquote. CNN reporter explained this his reporting this morning and said that Democrats felt like Biden's inner circle was brushing them off. Quote, that is from reflecting this idea that people feel like when they say things aren't going great for the Biden campaign, the campaign and the inner circle, Biden advisors, tend to just brush them off, said reporter Edward Isaac Dover on CNN this morning. This morning, Dover said that Vice President Harris has said in recent meetings that she isn't worried about losing to Donald Trump, but she's worried about losing to the couch, expressing concerns that people might just stay home oh. on election day because they're not motivated by this president because this president isn't doing anything to motivate them to support him or to vote for him. The report also claims this part is this part shows you how bad it is. The report also claims that top Democrat governors and other top party officials don't think the president is listening to them. And when he does, he just attacks them. Oh, wow. He just gets angry. So hmm. when Democrat governors or other top party officials go to Joe Biden and say, hey, we're worried because we don't think we're doing enough in this area or that area. He either brushes them off or snaps at them, which is in line mm-hmm. with. So many other reports mm-hmm. that we have read over the last several months about Flip him the script now about him cussing at Angry. White House aides, how White House aides won't meet with him alone. They go in in groups. 
because if they go in alone, they they feel like they're just going to get torn up and down. He's cussing at people and snapping at people. So this sounds exactly right. And can you imagine being like a Democrat governor? Maybe you're in a big election this year also, and you know that the coattails of the presidential election has so much influence on down, you know, as people, mm-hmm. you know, are, are, are going to the ballot box. And you're like, hey, I need to win this race in my state, and I need some help from you guys. And the president just tells these top Democrats that they're the problem or to shut up. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. It's a horrible personality that has come to light and there is no hiding it, even though I saw a clip from this week and Amy Klobuchar is still trying to rally oh, with Biden and say how good of a person of he is. Which is because she's also notorious for being a really bad leader and being horrible to her staff as well. Horrible. So it's funny. I'm like, don't know if we can really take what you say seriously, Amy Klobuchar. Once you've eaten a salad with a comb, you're done. Yeah, you're done. Your credibility is out the window. And if you remember, what I'm referring to is there were reports about how she was so nasty to staff. Yeah, so bad that she was having lunch one day and and it was a salad. And the staff member, I guess, didn't bring her a plastic fork. Yep. And so she snapped at them, like, how am I supposed to eat this? And when the staff member apologized and went to get her a fork, she said, she told them, you know, basically to screw off. Yeah. And took a comb out of her purse and ate her salad with a a comb. comb. (laughs) She really proved a point there. Once you've done that. I your credibility's in question with me. I also think it's very um I will say this. It's very enlightening if Kamala was the one that said we're more I'm more worried about this administration losing to the couch. Yeah. I think that that's a light bulb moment. Yeah. Because this is a very big reflection, obviously, on the president. He's leading the ticket between them. But she also has been the border czar that has done nothing. She has also been the vice president that went. She has gone to NASA when there's been, you know, toxins leaking in Ohio or, yeah. you know, there's she's also she's the one that can't give a real answer to anything. Just a word big way. salad. Totally. She I mean, she has not come to the intellectual in a lot of big ways. Right. Right. And not to mention, they've had a very bad relationship, yeah. at least behind closed doors. People have reported that they've had a attentious, attentious, they've had a lot of tension mm-hmm. within their relationship. So it's interesting that Kamala, I mean, she has to factor herself into that equation to say, we're, I'm afraid that we're going to well, lose to the couch. Yeah. You're part of that. Yeah. Well, and that's my point that if she's the one, as all for all the, you just laid out perfectly how, inept and how bad she's been if she's the one that these top democrat officials have to go talk to because the because the president won't listen and or will just rip them if 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 kamala harris is the is the smart one or or the or the good one brain yeah that's how bad it is and that's exactly what this goes on to say so um, as I said, the report also claims the top Democrat governors and other top party officials don't think the president is listening to them. And when he does, he just attacks them. So they have been going around President Biden and meeting directly with Vice President Harris to voice complaints 
about Biden's response or more specifically lack of a response to important issues like the border crisis, abortion rights and the campaign's failure to reach younger voters. So, yeah, they're going to her to say, what do we do? These are our yeah, these are our concerns and these are our problems and are just going around Joe because they feel like nothing's getting done. That, it, it's a mess. It is a it's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. And Kamala, they're probably leaning on in a very heavy way to gain some of the black vote. And if you listen to a lot of black voters that are Democrats, they are completely disappointed in her. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely disappointed in thinking she was going to do something for their community. Listen to Charlemagne the God talk about it. It's almost like it's the content of someone's character rather than the color of their skin. I think you're right. That means something. I think that that is a correct thing to say. Because. Whoever came up with this. Genius. Pretty smart guy. Genius and a poet. Yeah. Yeah. Just because the vice president is a black female does not mean that all black people are just going to be happy and and vote with it's almost like that person the content of that person's character is just as or probably more important now i think that now i think when you read something like this though are there people that are democrats do are there a larger quantity of people that are Democrats that are willing to stay home and sit on the couch, if you will, and not vote for Biden, Kamala Harris, rather than the amount of people that won't vote for Trump that are Republicans? Because if that's what we're looking at and we're saying, who are the unmotivated voters in mm-hmm. these parties? Mm-hmm. Which one is greater, the Democrats being disappointed in Biden or the Republicans being disappointed in Trump? I think that we have seen that answered in Trump's elections. I, I think we specifically saw it with Hillary Clinton in that race. Barack Obama was a very popular president that people felt a connection to and they wanted to, it was, he was important enough to them to go out and campaign for or at least you know, take some time off of work or make arrangements in your day to get up and make sure that you voted on election day. Hillary Clinton did not inspire that type of support or that type of um, action. And I think that's why she lost because there's nobody, there's nobody that was a Barack Obama supporter voter that decided that they were suddenly a Trump voter in 2016. They were obviously the kind of person that would vote for Hillary Clinton, but she just didn't get as many of them to give a rip and to either campaign and or go vote. And so I think that that is exactly what's playing in to this campaign. Joe Biden, I don't think at all, has inspired anybody to vote. So I would put him in this election in that Hillary Clinton category, and they need to find a way to be popular and to be somebody that 
people will be motivated to get up and vote for. So I think that is I think that is the biggest I think that's the biggest swing of this election. And right now it is massively in favor of Donald Trump. Yeah. And this is all my opinion. I, I agree with that. I also think that the people that might be not motivated because they don't like Trump and they're a Republican understand what they can do under his presidency because they saw it. Yeah. Whereas the Democrats are like, I'm looking and I'm living through Biden's presidency right now. And I literally hate it. They thought they thought right or wrong, wrong, in my opinion, mostly. Right. But people thought that Barack Obama had their best interest at heart. They believed that Barack Obama was working for them. So they were motivated to vote for him. They did not feel that way about Hillary Clinton. Obviously. Mm -hmm. So I could, what you just explained, I think is perfect. I could totally see voters that don't like Donald Trump, but just say, you know what? I would, I could, I would never vote for him because I wish he wasn't here. Yeah. I, I would never vote for him because then I, you know, I can, I can go on, I can still go on social media and I can still tell all my friends that I didn't vote for Donald Trump. Then I would never vote for Donald Trump. But if I just stay home because I don't feel like Joe Biden's doing anything for me, I don't feel like Joe Biden's got my best interests at heart. I don't feel like Joe Biden's working hard for me. If I just stay home, I can still tell everybody that I hate Donald Trump and I didn't vote for him. But I'll probably, but things will probably get a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can have my cake and eat it too. too yeah. I totally think that that's. I totally think that that is a type of voter and a scenario I do too. that will happen. Because, again, right or wrong, Barack Obama had people believing that he was working for them. Right. Joe Biden, nobody believes that. Yeah. Joe Biden does not have that connection. There's proof. There's proof that he isn't. Which is, which is why, if she's ever said something smart, Kamala Harris is right on about losing to the couch. Mm-hmm. I, I, people I, just not being motivated light bulb to get out of the house and vote on mm-hmm. election day for Joe Biden. I agree. The Trump supporters are going to vote. They are connected. They're in they're in motion. Like the Trump supporters are going to come out in force. Yeah. The Biden supporters are full of apathy at best. And who the heck are they? Who are the Biden supporters? <laughs> exactly. I haven't met one. How could you be? How I haven't met one. Could you be? You think Virginia Crudy is one? We could ask her. We could ask her. <laughs> I think we know the answer. <laughs> Our friend Virginia Cruda from the Daily Wire has a new article. Speaking of Joe Biden on this President's Day, the, the steps... To Air Force One are back in the news. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and he's got a new article about it at thedailywire.com right now. We will talk to Virginia Crew about that and more next on Columbo and Katie. Guess I'll just close For podcast articles and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Columbo and Katie on 1019-941 News Talk STL. Rob Carter from the Rob Carter Show, which you can hear every weeknight, 8 to 10, here on News Talk STL. Part of that great live and local lineup. 
uh, is going to be in studio with us in just about 15 minutes. So looking forward to that. And right now, joining us on the line, as she does every Monday afternoon at this time, uh, Virginia Cruda from The Daily Wire. Virginia, my friend, before we get started, I've been worried about you. <laughs> For like two weeks. How are you feeling? First and foremost, how are you feeling? I am okay. I'm I'm not quite back to firing on all cylinders, but I'm I'm here. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) Tough go there with the uh the go. I'm telling you. Oh man. Yeah, it was it was it was brutal this time. I've the third time I've had it and the first two times uh, it was it was nothing. Mm. compared to this. Mm-hmm. My goodness. Well, you definitely sound a lot better. I can still hear yeah. it in your voice a little bit, but yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. But you definitely sound uh, a lot better than uh, than we t- when we talked to you last <laughs> I, week. I don't sound like I'm going to die. <laughs> <the minute laughs> <I'm gonna> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I am just happy that you are feeling better, my friend. And uh, yeah. as I mentioned, it, it hasn't stopped working. I've been reading your articles on the Daily Wire. And yeah. No, I've I've been working for the last week. It was I missed a few days, which is weird because working from home, I rarely miss work. Mm-hmm. But one of the main issues was that my head hurt so badly I could not put my glasses on, and so I couldn't edit. Yeah. So I'm like, well, okay. you know what? Good for you for so editing. I read I read the news. You know, I I I am combing through news stories on so many different outlets every day, and I feel like that. Uh, there is no more editing <laughs> in, new, oh, in, in news no, stories that's, these that's days. Like, so good for you. Only half of my job is writing; the other <laughs> half, I'm, I edit. So. I am. I am shocked. Can we just take a minute about it and talk about the media for a second? I'm sure you see it too. I am shocked at the highest level of media outlets in this country. How there are just basic grammar, spelling, oh, yes, mistakes yes. just constantly, mm-hmm. and I feel like. I don't know, maybe I didn't notice them when I was younger, but I really feel like that there used to be a lot better quality control on on these (laughs) stories. I think a couple things are true. One, um, there are a lot more stories, and the more stories there are, the easier it is for a few typos to get through. Um, Because just when you're working in that kind of volume. Um, And two, I think you're right. It's not, the quality control is not as good. Um, because think about who's graduating from journalism school now. Mm. Yeah. And, and and there's been so much consolidation, and, right? There's no more right. editors and, to and do I'll, it. I mean, I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. Like, I, I, I've been writing for The Daily Wire for two years. I worked for The Daily Caller for almost, I think, three years before that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go to journalism school. My degrees are in political science and history. I don't have a degree in journalism. I was trained on the job, mm-hmm. but I understand, I understand the process and how it works. So my, you know, I, it, it actually works for me because I have the background in political science and history. And that really does help given the subject matter that I'm reading and editing on all the time. Yeah. But, but at the same time, journalism is very different than it used to be. It used to be, you know, Nellie Bly, you go out, you know, fly by the seat of your pants and get, get the story and you you track down the leads yourself and you get two independent sources. When's the last time you had two independent right. sources <laughs> yeah. for anything? You know, the New yeah. York Times is going with 
um, a source close to someone in the White House who won't <laughs> reveal their name because right. XYZ. And so everything is like a single anonymous source now. And anybody can do that. A source. You don't have to have, the, you don't have, to have any kind of training or, or yeah. anything to do that. And and then and then so much of journalism is aggregate journalism now too like what the what the new york times is reporting but conservatives aren't reading cuz they're not reading the new york times so then you have you know outlets like the daily caller and the, who pick up the stuff that and maybe take a different angle and say hey here's what the new york times reported and here's what they missed and mm-hmm. so you get a lot of that as well. And it's a little, it's, journalism is very different than it yeah. was even 20 years ago. Oh, well, yeah. And now when, a, when a, um, a a regular story comes out, when there is a story done properly that's vetted and has sources and everything, now suddenly that's looked at like as a Pulitzer, surpri- like Pulitzer yeah. Prize. Like that's just like, oh, my God, it's real journalism. Yeah. <laughs> like that just used to be. The the job. I want to I want to dive into some of these uh, stories here, Virginia. Uh, the the steps of Air Force One uh, back in, yeah. back in the new. We had to move the steps and had to change our shoes. Uh, but I see that uh, there's a you have a new article up in the Daily Wire about uh, about Joe Biden and those pesky steps. <laughs> What's the latest? Okay, so. We, we all know Air Force One has two sets of steps. They've got the long, the, the showy stairs that yeah. go into the front of the plane. And then they... The adult they steps that, and the kids' steps, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Basically. And then you have that much shorter staircase that goes into kind of the belly of the plane. And all presidents have used both traditionally. Um, when it's, when the weather's nice, you see them use the big stairs because they want to make a showy entrance, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, the, uh, the New York Times actually had a had a piece up about this. And uh, t- Trump used the shorter stairs occasionally when the weather was bad because you want to get in the plane quick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and that's just the way it's been. But what has been very noticeable is that since Joe Biden tripped on the the sandbag on stage at the Air Force Academy. <laughs> So this is like graduation last year, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's he so hasn't awesome. used the grown-up stairs since then, Mm-mm. and it's because they're not letting him. So now here's <laughs> here's where I, I I think that you know we've we've all kind of talked about is Joe Biden going to be the nominee in 2024? Is he really going to make it that far? Like, are the Democrats going to stay with this guy? The media has started to turn on him, and I know you guys have noticed this too, where they're talking more about his age and they're talking about, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. But this particular article really, really stuck out to me because they were talking about the Biden administration. They called it cloistered. Mm. And you, you know what a cloister is, right? Mm. It's where they keep the nuns in seclusion in a, in a convent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, basically, we are not allowed access to this president. When the New York Times is saying that in that kind of language, that tells me that the media is turning on him in a way that he'd really prefer they not. And there's actually an article um, (coughs) on Mediaite right now. New York Times publisher is, uh, he actually said, um, Salzberger, who um, the 
publisher, the New York Times, the White House is extremely upset with the New York Times coverage of this president, which tells me two things. One, the New York Times is actually practicing journalism. <laughs> because if they are, that, that's that's the reason the White House, because they're telling the truth about Biden. And right. The White House cannot have that. Right. Um, but... And it also but shows also, that they've actually reached their limit, which is pretty impressive. Uh, you know, I don't know about that. I I wonder if it's covered. I wonder if mm. it's covered because here's the thing: we all know that if it comes down to Biden, like assuming Biden does make it to through through the primary, and he's he's going to be the nominee, and it's it's October fifteenth, and we're still talking about Trump versus Biden. Okay. What's the New York Times going to do? They're not going to back Trump. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to back Biden, and then they're going to say when they're challenged that they. But don't you remember right. when we said this about Biden? Yeah, and it's We're cover. Objective. It's also yeah. cover if they do switch. If the Democrats switch candidates, yeah, because then they can yeah. say, "Well, you know, we were critical." Well, of we knew. All- yeah, yeah, right. No, you're and exactly so it's right. Cover either way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's interesting. But, it's interesting stuff. What do you? What's your gut? We only have a couple minutes left here, but what's your what's your gut feeling? I've talked to to a lot of people about this, but I don't know that you and I have have discussed it. Do you think at the end of the day that Joe Biden is on the ballot in November, or do you think there is a you think there is a switch in the in the works? Oh gosh, um, I th- I hesitate to even venture a guess at that because. I'm surprised Joe Biden made it to the 2020 election. Yeah. Uh, um, and so, and I'm, I'm being completely honest. No, I, I, you're exactly I, I right. Think, and, but I, I watch this and my problem is not with, I mean, I have many, many problems with Joe Biden, but this isn't one. The people around him that are allowing this to continue to happen. I, I don't mm-hmm. understand I don't understand. I mean, his wife has to know something. Is oh yeah, and I would put her at the front of the list of people that are enabling, lying, enabling to enabling him and lying to the American people. With the there's nothing to see here. There's nothing wrong. Joe's oh my goodness, as solid the, as the, ever. The the White House spokesman running cover for for Biden on the special counsel's report saying it doesn't say what it clearly does. Yeah. And oh my goodness, the the way that they're that the White House is spinning stuff. You know, they they were saying, well, you know, see, they decided not to charge Biden. Well, they told you exactly why they decided not to charge him. Mm -hmm. Because if you put him on the stand, they think, oh, he's a confused old man who can't, you know, tie his shoes without help. Yeah, Yeah. if he's too old, if he's too old to (laughs) to, uh, talk to a jury... He's too old to be president of the right? United States. Virginia Curta from the Daily Wire. Great talking with you. I'm so glad you're feeling better, my friend, and uh, look forward to talking to you again next week. And in the meantime, uh, check out Virginia's articles at thedailywire.com and our website, newstalkstl.com. Virginia, thanks as always. Have a great day. You too. All right. She sounds better. There. She does sound better. I'm That's glad. Great. Yeah, There's even this thumbnail of Joe walking up the steps is just... It's the battle of the Air Force One steps. He just... He just doesn't look good. He just doesn't look good. You know who does look good? Rob Carter. He's a good-looking guy. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Just saying.
Just one. saying. Just saying it out loud. No big deal. The uh, South Carolina primary is this weekend, finally. Rob Carter will join us next, and we'll talk about that and more on Columbo and Katie. It's a brown and red.